Hi, Todd. Hi. Hey. What Hello. is happening? <laughs> is it me you're looking for? Tell me all the things you've done. And everything you ever do. Tell me if you leave the house. And if someone's loving you. Tell me when you go to bed. And what you think about is true. Tell me if you love me because I do. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Always Pacific. It's Sunday night, Owen. Sunday night, Owen. You lied to me, Owen. It's November 25th, and here's your waters. <laughs> All right, let's get into this shit. All right. So, Todd, good after good <laughs> good evening, good afternoon, evening. Uh, if you're just tuning in, then uh, we're a bit delirious because we're both extremely tired right now. So, right? Yeah. I, I'm I'm not okay. I have a reason that I'm tired because I had a fucking debaucherous weekend. It's too bad that Gus isn't here to hear all about it. Yeah. Um, can I just before you get into your weekend? Can I just tell you something? Sure. Right now, with the pop guard hiding like the majority of your face, you bear <laughs> a striking resemblance to Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Man, fuck you. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Because you got glasses. I did. I get. I got glasses. You're heavily Italian. You got glasses. I got ga- my lo- my wife loves it because she says it makes me look more academic. You do look. That's what I said when you came in. This is why you dress like academia. I look like I look like that guy. Someone made a comment to me today. They're like, "You're already super intimidating looking, but now you just look like an academic intimidator. <laughs> you look like a smart bouncer." Man, you're a giant dude now. What's happening? I don't know, dude. I don't know what to say, man. You, you're really uncomfortable talking about your weight, eh? Sort of, yeah. Why? I, I don't know, man. I just am. Fuck. I don't know. Like, I told you very, very honestly that it's not, I'm not talking about your weight. You're just like a big <laughs> dude now. No, I, I've put on about 20 pounds of muscle. Those of you who uh, are not familiar with Chris, mm-hmm. when I first met him, he was doing like mountain biking and fucking squats. Like hardcore and, cardio. Yeah, cardio to the yes, max. Yes, yes. And uh, you know when you see like bike couriers and they're yeah. all like lean, lean yeah. dudes? That's what you were like. And now you're like a when giant I was dude. When I was younger, yeah. And then like I I kind of filled out. It was, it was, and the older I get, like I quit smoking about four years ago mm-hmm. and I put on probably 30 pounds. Okay. But now for the last four months, I've been like lifting weights and then now I'm doing the circuit training stuff. So okay, so you said you did like how much did you bench press? Uh, two hundred eighty-five pounds. Okay, so that's like one of me <laughs> plus seventy pounds. How yeah. much do you weigh right now? Are you willing to tell? Uh, I'm no. I'm not you're willing. not willing to tell. No, Why? no, because I just I don't want to fucking address this shit. Man, you're the weirdest <laughs> dude ever. Okay, like I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. You're so outspoken about everything, but there's a couple of things that you're not. For example, what? I thought you'd be all over karaoke, so I remember I pressured you to get up and do. Uh, my prerogative by Bobby Brown one yeah. time at Babylon. Yeah, and you looked super shy up there. Like what? What the fuck? I'm not man? like I'm. I'm not generally a shy person. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, man, I don't know. Like you're like I can't sleep at night. You look, like, dude. You used to like also have like you know some insecurities when you're in front of people. Like you know, it's not. It's t- it's tough. I, know, I mean, I, I actually know. I speak in front of people fairly often. But what's like? Why did you get all shy doing Bobby Brown? I don't know, just because like it's a, it's a high pitched song. I don't know. 
Beats me. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, so how was how are you? Are you uncomfortable with your mic height? Well, this fucking thing is like up in my grill. Well, because usually you're talking like over here. Okay, okay, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Do I still look like Stanley Tucci like through this thing? Yeah, a little bit. I'm gonna just lower the mic a little bit because I feel like I hope you can't hear me when I do this, but um. Okay, well, you got to move the, the pop guard, too, because... Okay. Um, no, yeah. Anyway, going back to what you were asking me, I, I've been working with this trainer, AJ Matthews, at okay. Good Life. Um, highly recommended? Yeah, he's great. Okay. He's, um, and uh, I was, like, hardcore lifting weights for, like, three months. Okay. So you've put on 20 pounds of muscle. Yes. But, like, what kind of strength is it? It's, like, it was pretty intense strength training. Like... So... I'm doing like bicep curls. I'm doing. I'm doing circuit training and stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like flies. Are you doing flies? Doing a lot of flies. Doing a lot of like squats. Deltoid work. Tricep work. Chest work. Okay. A lot of squats. What about cardio? Well, now I'm in the circuit training okay. stuff. So okay. it's like. You so know. you're gonna slim down and become like. I don't know, man. A beast. I, I, no, I don't know. I'm like. I'm just kind of like. You know. I'm trying to lose that baby fat from. Quitting, quitting smoking fucks you up. It's it like fucks you up. Eh? It really does. Yeah. It was like, it's weird. Okay. Well, what I would say is you look giant, but not in, in I don't mean like oblongular or anything. I just mean. Well, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy naturally. Like I'm kind yeah. of in, I'm in linebacker mode right now, I think. What do you call that? There's like endomorphs and exomorphs. I am an ectomorph. And so wh what is that? An ectomorph is a, some, it's a body type where you can put on weight very easily. Okay. You're very broad shouldered. Mm -hmm. um, common term is you're a brick shithouse so am i an ectomorph or what am i well i think you are an ectomorph too but you're yeah i would say you're an ectomorph because okay. dude you've got a pretty low center of gravity you're like a big dude you're 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 much smaller than you probably have been in a long time right now though yeah i was like man do you remember okay chris and i have <laughs> have like a history of very bad eating habits like he'd come over and be like hey chris want to eat a tub of ice cream fuck yeah or like Hey Chris, I ordered cafe for the seventh time this week. Let's just eat cafe and Pretty play well. video games. Pretty yeah. well, yeah. It was like but it was I, like bullshit. Okay, so this is a good segue into your weekend because yeah. you, have you also been eating healthier? Well, because I know no. you're gonna. Like, My diet eat. is night tight right now. Like like like, it's tough, man. I love cooking. I love food. Yeah, because I, all I saw all weekend on Instagram was like mm -hmm. charcuterie platters. And we had people like listen. We had a little dinner party last night. Some people came over. We made some charcuterie, some delicious pappardelle, some lamb chops. The night before, we went to this place called Jackson, which is like a very good restaurant in uh, in the Ottawa Art Gallery. I don't know if anybody's been to the Ottawa Art Gallery, but it's it's fucking gorgeous. It's it's an amazing an amazing facility, and and the restaurant is really good too. It's, it felt like I was in New York. So City. that's the Ottawa Art Gallery, the OAG down so, on Daly. Okay. There is someone that we know, actually. Her name is uh, Patrice, and she has uh, a show there, or just finished a show there, okay. called The Empyrean. And, the Empyrean? Yeah, I think it's called that. And uh, it's like these beautiful landscapes. You should check it out, man. Oh, Patrice cool. Stanley, local artist, amazing artist. Cool. Shout out to Patrice. You're amazing. So, yeah. uh, so so I did that, and it was it was and it was interesting because the 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 menu at Jackson is actually I was uh, I was saying Presbyterian the whole weekend, but it's Episcopalian, meaning okay. there's no meat, there's fish mm -hmm. and veggies, okay. and uh, it was quite good. It was very it was very try the focaccia with the rosemary ghee. 
It's Delicious. very different from what I did this weekend, which was <laughs> Grey Cup, Grey Cup food. Grey Cup food. So we had uh, wings and natchez. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But Jody made some very nice uh, mushroom. Uh, and feta pastry type things. That like were phyllo pastry? Yeah, it was delicious. Like layers? That uh, shit is crazy. I was, but like, you know, it's like thin sheets of silk. You're like, you're drinking wine and shit. And what was I drinking? I was drinking like twisted tea. <laughs> twisted tea. What it's are you, like from Florida? Iced what the hell tea? is that shit? It's fucking iced tea with vodka in it or something. Like Twisted tea. Give me another twisted tea. You remember tea. that shitty new metal band, Twisted? No. Twisted? Uh, oh, fuck. When I worked at a music store, man. I, I would be exposed to such such utter shit from the late '90s, early 2000s. Like, remember that whole new metal movement, like Mudvayne. Remember Mudvayne? Mud yeah. Fuck you, Mudvayne. New metal. What else? Corn. Corn was good at the beginning, yeah. and then they kind of got lame. But corn. Um, yeah, like Limp Biscuit. Fucking like, you know. There's a video. Puddle of mud. A video God. I just watched, uh, and it's Fred Durst like on stage recently. Did you yeah. see this? No. Some guy like got on stage and ran at him. And like jumped and tried to do a drop kick, like get him right in the back with his feet, and he just he just fell short and hit the ground. Oh my god! Yeah, what's crazy? That's crazy. What's up with people rushing the stage? I don't know, man. But that like, if I was a performer, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here, mm-hmm. and I would pay like security to like rock anybody who got on stage. You mean like what, I was like- I was watching this. Uh, remember the band Lit? Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, my own worst enemy is like. Please tell me. That's an addictive song. Mm-hmm. And there was a video of them performing at the House of Blues in Las Vegas. And they got like 80 people on stage to sing the last chorus of that song. Yeah. I was like, fuck, this would make me so nervous if, if just random strangers Randos. were up on stage with me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm taking my glasses off because my eyes are still adjusting to these fucking things. Can I try this? Yeah, dude. I got those glasses at Eyes in the Glebe. Eyes in the and Oh, it's not too. Like, no, it's a very minor prescription. It's very minor. But, uh, yeah. but it's helping me with. Uh, driving and reading and stuff like okay. that. Okay, I'm I'm probably gonna have to get some glasses soon too. You old fuck. I know. You old fuck. I know. So, dude, uh, lots of things have happened this week. Yeah. And I feel like we need to address them. Okay. So, um, anybody who lives in Ottawa knows that Eugene Melnick, who is the owner of the Senators, is fucking going guns out a blazing with his partner John Ruddy mm-hmm. from a. a a local company called Trinity Developments, and okay. they together um, submitted the winning bid with the NCC to, to develop LeBreton Flats, which included a uh, new home, a new arena for the Ottawa Senators, yep, as well as about 800 housing units. Okay, so it was going to be like this, like Sens Village, like you know, like Arena Village kind of situation. Sounds amazing. In what I understood, or I continue to understand, is the last parcel. Of a really undeveloped land mm-hmm. in Ottawa. Well, it's it's a strange area because very weird. Everywhere you're right. Everywhere around that, it's just this giant parcel of land that's that's sat there. It's where Blues Fest is held. Totally. Um, and if you're not familiar with Ottawa, it's right down by the river, right down by the downtown core, and it's just a field. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird. You, you, it's it's like there's a major museum there. Yeah. Blues, you know. Anyway, so. Yeah, it's bizarre. And to, to, well, yesterday I read this extraordinarily compelling piece by Andrew Humphreys in the National Post. It was republished in The Citizen because it's part of the same family newspapers. Yeah. And it was this really good piece, um, you know, about 
like exactly what happened there. Okay. okay so, so break it down. So I'm going to break it down for you. Okay. Uh, in a nutshell, what happened is that Eugene Melnick uh, partnered with John. Well, he tasked Cyril Leader, mm-hmm. who was the longtime president of the Sens. And and for you know for reference here, I'm not a sports fan. Like yeah. I, Chris and I don't know anything about it. Not really. It. Yeah. Not a huge sports fan. Yeah. Cyril uh, Leader, a guy named Cyril Leader, well-known business guy in or, or part of the community for the last 20 years. He's been the, pre- the president of the Ottawa Senators for two decades. Yeah. And uh, the way I understand it, and according to this piece, is Melnick was courted by the NCC to put together a bid on this. And they okay. said, listen, this is ideal. We want the hockey team. You need to be downtown, blah, 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 blah. Put together a bid with this. So Melnick tasked Cyril Leader with putting the feelers out about who they could partner with to put this bid together. Mm-hmm. And Cyril Leader found uh, John Ruddy. What are mm-hmm. you laughing at? I'm laughing because you have the most serious face on while you're telling this story. Man, and fuck all, you, all, all right? I I'm trying to of, fucking tell the story. I know, I know. All I can think about is Cyril Sneer from the fucking Raccoon. Uh, I know, I know. Anybody anyway, named sorry. Cyril is going to yeah, elicit yeah, that. Right? Okay, so, so go anyway, ahead, go ahead. So where did, where did I leave off? So yeah, so yeah. Cyril, Cyril Sneer. I mean, Cyril, fucking Cyril Leader <laughs> was... Was tasked with finding a development partner, a real estate development partner. They found John Ruddy. John Ruddy's got a really good reputation locally in the city. uh, And they started working together to flesh out some of the details with this bid. Mm -hmm. Melnick suddenly needed a deliver, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, His health declined. Leader kind of stepped into more of an ongoing role with the senators, like in terms of being the president while Melnick was on the mend. Okay. And I remember was, that, yeah. Yeah, and was like charging forward with this with this bid, with mm-hmm. the development of this bid package with his partner, John Ruddy. Seemed like a match made in heaven. John yeah. Ruddy's got a good reputation in the real estate development locally, um, good reputation professionally. Melnick owns the Sens. Mm-hmm. And uh, long story short, what happened is that when Melnick came out of his recovery from having a liver transplant, he was quite unimpressed with the deal. Oh, okay. The bid had been accepted by the NCC at this point. Yeah. They won. Yeah. And he was un, he was disappointed with the fact that Trinity Developments had kind of a boosted position, as the paper said, in the bid. Okay. So he instructed his team. He was disappointed with Serial Leader. You know, he reorganized. He reshuffled everything. He's like, we went, we have to improve our position in this deal. So, uh, I don't know. Like, a few months later, Cyril, Cyril's uh, leader was fired by the yeah. senators. And this is a guy who worked for the Sens for 20 years. Oh, yes. I remember that Very unceremonious. Well. Like, wasn't unceremoniously, but he was, he, was, he was let go. And he, or he negotiated a good severance with the senators. Um, and uh, according to the paper, like, this was a two-year-long death spiral leading up to, on the, like, Friday of these two partners not like being able to... this last res- Friday. Yeah, this last Friday, not being able to resolve their differences. Okay. With this winning bid mm-hmm. to build a $4 billion development in Le Breton yeah. Flats. And according to this explosive piece in the National Post, um, you know, this whole thing started falling apart as soon, like pretty well as soon as it started. Okay. So, like, there was the... Um, there was the bid being won, and then like they kind of weren't working any of the details out. They were doing it as they went, and after they had won the bid. Yep. And uh, in a nutshell, what happened was that Eugene Melnick was accusing John Ruddy of uh, he had this other development at uh, on Queen Street, ninety Queen Street. Yep. That he got some special variances from the city to build. It was a controversial development project to build these like really tall, like sixty-five story towers, like forty-four. 48 stories, 57 stories, and 65-story towers. Okay. Overlooking Le Breton Flats. Yeah. Melnick was like, what the fuck? This is totally th- taking the wind out of the sails of Le Breton if we're going to develop the 800 units there. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and you're actually using the development of Libretton, which you're directly involved in. You got the winning bid there mm-hmm. to boost up the pro, you know, to boost up the cachet and the hype of these other properties that you're building. So he wasn't super thrilled about that. Okay. And um, so anyway, the whole thing fucking fell apart. And Melnick reached out to Jim Watson apparently. Yeah. In the midst of this whole thing, and Watson was like, "If you pull out of this Libretton deal, yeah. that you won the bid on at this point now." Mm-hmm. You can fucking forget ever talking to me again. So if you're if you're uh, not in Ottawa and you're not familiar with this, right? Uh, you have to sort of go into the LRT and how all this fits in with the LRT and the plans for Ottawa and because they're putting a, tra- a track like they're putting commuters right through that area, right? Yeah, so, like a big LRT hub yeah. is at Le Breton Flats. So they were figuring that a lot of people would be using, you know, this commute. It would take people off the Queensway, which is the yeah. sole sort of giant artery in Ottawa. Correct. And uh, especially on game nights, man, like people could take the train instead of hit, all hitting the Queensway at once. Sorry, yeah, that's my, exactly correct. It's yeah. like, it's it's... The, the, the long and short of it is this, Todd, mm-hmm. is that this whole boondoggle of a bid, mm-hmm. okay, keep in mind Which that was done when? Two years ago. That's a long time. Long time ago. Yeah. You know, they had a, they had another um, bid from Guy La Liberté, who's the founder of the Cirque du Soleil, another, like, le- like legitimately sound bid. Okay. And uh, anyway, they put this bid together. They sat on it for fucking two years. Everything was not working out for two years. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, on Friday- when they're supposed to fucking put shovels in the ground, the way I understood it, mm-hmm. they had to make an announcement. Like the, the mayor made an announcement that said, yeah, the parties cannot agree. The parties that came together for the purposes of this bid cannot agree. They have unresolved issues. Okay. And the, the, the mayor gave them until January to resolve their issues. And Melnick was like, oh, okay. Turns around and sues John Ready for $700 million. So that could take forever to resolve. Like no, it's not happening. Like, 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 yeah. like the mayor was like, "You got until January, guys, to work out your differences." Differences, and Melnick was like, "Okay, thanks." Oh, by the way, I'm suing John Melnick for seven hundred million dollars. There's no working out of differences that's going to happen. Yeah. He's suing him, not John Melnick, John or John Ruddy. So, so anyway, this is not going to see the light of day. No. So the NCC now is going to have to restart the process in all. Which is which seems to be like the recurring theme in Ottawa, right? Well, bridges, this, yeah. bridges, let's restart. Everything's Let, fucking weird here. Yeah, I, I think this was like too many big egos in a room, mm-hmm. too much idealism about things. You know, like this was a fucked up thing for two years. Yeah, and it's embarrassing, it, and it should be embarrassing for the NCC and for Jim Watson and all the parties involved. Yeah. and I guess what I don't understand is like Melnick wanted this downtown arena, right? That's okay. what he wanted out yep. of this, and he wanted more ticket sales. Mm-hmm. And, this, this, and the other thing. And, like, even Gary Bettman has said, like, the Sens need a downtown arena to be a viable team. Yeah. Because they have poor attendance this year. Yeah. You know, so... Have you ever been to a Sens game? Yeah, I've been to several, actually. Yeah, like, I don't know how they how they do it. Like, yeah. there's, there's not a lot of teams who play um, who play in the, uh, in the suburbs, right? So, um, anyway, that's what happened. It's kind of a, it's kind of a crazy... I just, I, I just think that kind of sucks, man. Because that would have been exciting, you know. I, I love what they did with Lansdowne, you know. I, I, th- love- I think it's amazing what they did with Lansdowne too. Yeah. And for the record, John Ruddy is the majority shareholder in OSEG, which is Ottawa Sports and Entertainment Group, uh, that own the Red Blacks, that own the Fury, and that own the Sixty Sevens. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's weird, man. So, I guess what'll happen now? They have to like it's done. It's out. Like it's done. It's pretty well done. So what's going to happen? I guess they just no, stay the out. The NCC is going to start from scratch. Yeah. The Sens will, I don't see, I think Melnick's broke. I think mm-hmm. that's the problem is that 
he divorced his wife, and I think he got taken for a lot of his money and a lot of his wealth. Okay. I think it was probably cut into a third of what it was. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, man. The, the bottom line is that, like, the Sens organization is, it doesn't seem to be run very well, based okay. on what I can see. Uh, and what I mean by that is, like, it's a skeleton crew in the executive offices. Okay. Uh, you know, and it's, it's like, I think the morale in the team is low, like... Yeah, like that that video that surfaced. Yeah, there's like, the there's players, issues. the players in the Uber. Yeah, I read an article after that, and the guy that drove the Uber got fired, and he's like, "Well, as he rightly should have, he should have been recording those." It's people. so crazy, man. He just he went home and released it. Like, who thinks to do it? Like, and you know, like yeah, you know, it's funny. I have a conversation with every Uber driver that I've ever had. Okay, okay, and um, we were. I was actually talking about it on the way to that restaurant on Friday night with my Uber driver. Mm-hmm. He was from South Africa. Okay. Well, he was originally from Ethiopia, and he was from South Africa. And he's like, you know, that guy that recorded the senators in fucking Buffalo or wherever it was. He's like, yeah, that's a big no-no. You gotta, you gotta disclose to people when you're recording them if you're recording them. Uh, so I was like, are you recording me? And he's like, no, but I could if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing a show in the back. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, that was the big news in Ottawa. Yeah, um, that's that's crazy because it's like. I mean, if when we get the LRT, right, yeah. this like scaled down, because I think the line now that they're planning isn't that big, right? It's not going out to Canada. I don't know anything about it. It's LRT. not going out to you. Well, I, I mean, I work at uh, Tunney's, at Tunney's right? Pasture, so yeah. there's a huge station that's going in right there. Okay. And uh, it looks pretty impressive, to be honest with you, you know? So what are you uh, fixating on right now? No, I'm just trying to see where's the time on this fucking thing? Where's the time? Where's the fucking time? Uh, remember last uh, week I was like, "What's the time on this?" I think. Uh, what's your guess? What's your guess? I don't know. Twenty minutes. Oh, twenty. Yeah, twenty-one minutes. Twenty-one minutes. Okay, so I was, I was twenty-one minutes. On. Twenty-one jump street. So, um, so anyway, there was that. Mm-hmm. That was the Ottawa story. Okay, and uh, it's tragic, and uh, it's too bad. So you also wanted to talk about something like some climate change report. What is this? Well, um. Not that I wanted to talk about it. It's just there was a climate change report that came out that said, by the end of the century, thousands will be dead. The economy, the U.S. economy will have shrunk by 10%, will have been, been you know. Decimated. No shoreline. Yeah, yeah. Like, like castrated by 10%. Thousands will be dead and everybody will be, you know, be moving off of the shorelines. New York will be underwater, blah, 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 blah. Okay. And Trump released that, mm-hmm. like, on the busiest travel weekend like for Americans. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Weekend, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Like, by the way, guys, well, it's going to catastrophic disaster by the end of the century. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Bye. <laughs> hey, guys, it's going to be huge. What gonna do you think huge. about climate change, Chris? Uh, what do I think about it? Yeah, like, is it real? Well, of course, I think it's real. It's, 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 it's clearly happening. Is it um, as a result of human... I uh, think that I... Well, first of all, there's a lot of conflicted science about this. Are you going to say the word factor? No, I, I, I personally, factors. I think just if you're going to be truthful about it, like okay. I believe climate change is cur- occurring. I'm not a climate denier. Okay. okay. But I don't think most people are climate deniers. I okay. think there's a small cluster of people who are climate deniers, but most people are not. But I think that um, li- it's likely that men, that, that humankind is, uh, or as Justin, Justin Trudeau likes to say, people kind. It's, it's likely that people kind will, you know, are contributing to a rapid a rapid, not a rabbit, but a rapid, um, a rapid pace of climate, climate okay. change. Yeah. Okay. Do you and think it? You think it's happening? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But okay. I'm like one of these guys that was like, man, when I was a kid, how come it didn't rain as much? What's going on there? 
No, I'm not one of those guys. I'm not one of those guys. But I am one of the people that, you know, I kind of am of the opinion that it's like when we're pumping all this stuff out all the time, every minute, every day, like as if it's not going to have an impact. But, you know, there's, there are a lot of factors. The thing that made me ask that is, is that we are now in the Anthropocene age, I think it's called. Okay. And okay, here we go. Etymology. So yeah, where we're basically, you know, we're, we're, we're causing another great extinction at this point, right? Because we're, we're losing, uh, so many species right now as a direct, uh, what are we supposed to do? There's nothing for us to do about this. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. it's like the current model is not. Uh, One of the things not, I've, uh, I've I've never understood is why why is it all about reduction? Mm-hmm. When why are we fucking engineering the shit out of this problem? Okay. Like f- orbital mirrors, I don't know, geoengineering, okay. climate engineering, like mm-hmm. uh, cloud seeding, and all that stuff you do in video games. Like I've been reading about this, and like th- there is some. They could be investing in like and 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 you know exploring that option. There's always technological solutions to a lot yeah, of these problems. Yeah. Um, why are they putting? Why aren't they doing that? I think it's probably because you know, like, like that's a legitimate question, Todd. Like, why aren't they putting more money into throwing tech at it or throwing I, science at it? I agree. I totally agree. Because science, don't you find science, that odd? Yeah, it is odd. And do you think it's because? And I don't. You know, I don't want to be one of these like. Yeah, it's the top percent people, man. They want to hold on to their money and all that. But I think apparently Jeff Lebowski saying this. Yeah, yeah, but like it's true. There's a whole bunch of very powerful people who have uh, George Soros. No, I'm sorry. You know George Soros, who have a vested interest in in maintaining the status quo, right? Right. Also, I know quite a few people, and the observation is, I know quite a few people Mm -hmm. that it'd be like the second you're like. Hey, uh, there's this new technology out, and the second they hear new, they're like, "What's that?" And they get scared, and they don't want to do it. And yeah. so it's just gonna—I think it's just gonna take like one sort of major push forward that won't make anything um, th- that will maintain the status quo in what I actually have to do, right? But be you know less impactful on the environment. I love the environment, man. I don't want to fuck this shit up anymore. You know what? This touches on another aspect of a discussion I was having the weekend. First with some friends on Friday night, and then mm-hmm. with my wife. It was more of an argument yesterday yesterday morning. Oh, God. But um, so do you think capitalism is bad? No. Yeah. No. So I don't think it's bad either. I think that we shit on capitalism a lot of the time. I, it's the same. I approach all of these things with the same thing. It's that there's shitty people in every... Mm-hmm. Uh, and everything, you know what I mean? Right. There's always the rotten apple, and they're usually the most vocal people of the of the bunch. You'll always hear about them in the media. Right. It's always the rotten apples you hear about. It's always this and that. But there's there's, there's good people out there too doing stuff, man. And capitalism's what's letting them do that. You know. So do you free think market? Free the, markets. Yeah. Um, you know, manifest destiny. Do you believe that? Um. What do you think is the best system in human history? Do you believe it's cap- capitalism and democracy? Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not too familiar historically with things. But I do know that in the 20th century mm-hmm. and before, um, or like versus... You and I have spoken about this quite a bit, yes. man. Like imagine, imagine like you and I just woke up tomorrow in feudal Japan. 
I'd fucking die immediately. Dude, man. I would be we'd the be, first guy to go. We'd be executed immediately, you know? Yeah, like or I would not survive. Or or, or uh what's what's another like hellish scenario? We wake up in you fucking know, medieval ages? Yeah, man. We would be Punk him in the Iron Maiden. Yeah, or like what? Mad Max. Yeah. We'd be, we'd be no hood thanks. ornaments on a fucking dune buggy. I would you know? I would be somebody's bitch on the front of the fucking car. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah, remember the guy bad. with the flaming guitar in uh, in Fury Road? <laughs> yes. that would have been me, man. That, that was the all hooked oh, up with God. chains and shit. That would look like you know when Pinhead like puts all the hooks and shit in that, people. That, that was like one of the fucking more sobering parts of that movie. I was yeah. like, I was like, this yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um. But uh, so I'm I'm uh, I'm not. There could be improvements, basically. I think to capitalism. Yes, of course, of course. Uh, but ethical I, I, improvements, uh, sure, and, and things like that. See, I, I think this gets into the whole. We'd end up talking about um, uh, like regulation and all of that. You know, I, well, well, I believe yes, in, in regulated capitalism. I guess. Yeah, democratic I, and, capitalism, and I do that is too. And I highly do highly regulated, and I think most people do. Mm-hmm. But the the conversation we were having this weekend was interesting because um, my 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 friend was like, "Capitalism is bad." I have a few friends who actually say that capitalism is bad, mm-hmm. and my wife was kind of egging me on a little bit, but she was like, "Well, you know, capitalism is not great," and, I, and but she didn't really mean that. But I, but I've I've been finding that I've been on the defensive about capitalism because I am a capitalist. Mm-hmm. I'm in business, but you believe in checks and balances. Of course I do. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, like like. There's a reason why mm-hmm. the you know um, planes in North America have the lowest instance of crashes, okay, uh, or incidents or fatalities, and yeah. the reason why is because of uh, of policy and regulation mm-hmm. that informs how airlines operate and uh, how airports operate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and I think that that is a, I, it's not that I think the fact is is that's a big part of the reason why. It's, it's a very safe industry. Like, if you think about it, there are thousands of flights a day. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's it's incredible, right? And you're terrified of flying. I am terrified of flying, but like, but that's an example of a, of a capitalistic ecosystem, okay. right? Where it's a, it's, a, it's a series of for-profit companies mm-hmm. that operate in a space that is controlled, at least policy-wise, by the government. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they have to meet certain criteria or conditions or standards in order to operate, okay. to, to, to draw that profit, because that's in the best interest of the consumer. Okay. So, so I think that's an example of, a, of, of how it should work, right? So what's, what, what was the argument against it? Because I guarantee you, I'll I'll see some wisdom in that too. So let's well, hear it. Well, if we're going to be fair and balanced, right? Like capitalism mm-hmm. is is um, you know is responsible. No, I'm talking about the direct arguments that you were receiving. Uh, oh, just that this. it's responsible for like a lot of the world's suffering. Okay. That capitalism inherently is one of those things where you're doing something at the expense of somebody else. Although I don't really see it that way. Okay. Um, so what is what is their option? Like, what is their their solution to that? Well, that's what I mean. It's like every time I fucking talk to somebody about this mm-hmm. stuff, it's like there is no solution. It's it's more like it's like the government gives us more things and stuff like that. Then I just kind of fucking tune out and I'm just like, but yeah, that's, that's that's fucking great to say on your iPhone while yeah. you get into your fucking luxury car. Like, okay, yeah, but it, to be, that one. <laughs> to, if if we're gonna be mature adults, mature adults, you can't yes. you can't tune out the other people, man. No, of course not. Right, but I have a hard time. Listen, no, you're absolutely right. You can't tune out other people. I just yeah. want to hear some rational arguments about this stuff. Okay. And part of the rational arguments is like being honest, intellectually honest about the fact that capitalism has given us a lot of amazing shit, mm-hmm. has 
bridge the world together has, has done in- incredibly more good than bad, in my opinion. Okay. And, you know, no system like, is perfect. Um, but like I think a, capitalism is better than any other system. So it's done properly. So you're saying that you think that this is the best system available I think this is the most amazing point. time in human history to be alive. But that you think there, there is room for improvement, right? Of course. There always will be room for improvement. Okay. But I think this is the most amazing time to be alive. And people are more unhappy and more disinterested and more disengaged from you know, society and how things work and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah than ever. And I'm just kind of like, holy fuck. Yeah. And I, you know what? I blame Facebook because now everybody's beginning to blame Facebook. That's another thing we should talk about is, did you see Mark Zuckerberg on CNN? I'm going to, um, he was press, super defensive, man. I'm going to press hold on you right, right there. I'm pushing what? the Saraceno hold button. Why? I'm going to hit you with some knowledge right now. Okay. I'm listening and you're going to hate it, but I want you to listen to it. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So I've, I've, I've hinted at this before on the podcast, mm-hmm. but there are experiments going on in the late fifties and early sixties. Oh, I guess until 1972. And the experiments, uh, were called the behavioral sink. Okay. What the hell is that? Have I told you about this? No. So, uh, the purpose of the experiment was to see how rats and mice would behave if they were thrown into uh, this environment that was developed for them to thrive, to see what would happen if they had unlimited food, unlimited limited water. Uh, and I think they put like, uh, th- oh, here we go, 32 to 56 rodents in a 10 by 14 foot case in a barn in Montgomery County, separated the space into four rooms. Every room was specifically created to support a dozen matured brown Norwegian rats. Now, rats are smart motherfuckers, right? Yes. So he provided unlimited resources such as water, food, and also protection from predators as well as from disease and weather. The rats were said to be in a rat utopia or mouse paradise. Okay? (laughs) Okay. Following his early experiments with rats, in 1972, Calhoun would later create his mortality-inhibiting environment for mice. So basically, what happened is it all fell apart. The yeah. whole thing fell apart. It I'm crashed. not surprised. It crashed. I'm not they, surprised. They provided everything for these rats and mice. Okay. And it became overpopulated. They turned on each other. Yeah. A few of the larger rats or mice became the, the masters that would uh, hoard the female rats. Uh, and, you know, they were basically called the beautiful ones and they were separate from uh, the rest of the... And that's an environment where everything's provided to them. Everything's provided to them and everything's perfect. I'm not saying we're rats or mice or anything, but I'm saying that I'm like, saying we're donkeys. <laughs> with, well, no, what I'm saying is you can see a lot of shades about of, of that, like with what's going on now, you know, this apathy, this, uh, and I think it's, it's because our, our urban areas and our, our population density in certain places and the people that use tech, like, man, we're bombarded with all this shit all the time. We have all the information we could yeah. ever want at our fingertips. Yeah. We don't have to, man, I have Amazon. I could just sit on my ass all day uh, ordering shit from Amazon. Uh, and, uh, you know, I could work from home if I wanted to. It's I weird, could- dude. Like, that's what I mean. Is like, we are at an apex in human history of like things being incredible. Generally speaking, things being peaceful, productive, quality of life, human development index. All these things are really high right now. Yeah. Globally. Yeah. There's yeah. not to say there's not problems, but. 
What I'm saying, I guess what I'm saying is base, you know, obviously I don't want to equate people with mice or rats. Um, but I, I do think that when you're provided an ample amount of everything that you want and need, you develop a bit of apathy about the shit around you, man. I think so. You, you look around and you're like, well, fuck, who cares? I look at this house and I'm like, I have no idea how this was built. It's just here. <laughs> Thank God it's providing me with warmth. You know, I'm looking at my computer right now. You're lucky you live in a house. Yeah. But like, do do I appreciate it? Yeah. When I talk about it with you, I sure do fucking sure. appreciate it. Yeah. But am I like, wow, thanks for this pouch that's going to cover this mic later. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this pouch, man. So that's, I don't give a fuck about this pouch. You know, I, you know, I'm not a, I, I'm not a, a, a smart person, but I would okay, say that. You're not a stupid person. No, though. but I'm saying that it, to me, uh, what I man. think is probably when you're in in North America anyway mm-hmm. if you're in a certain uh uh what what do I want to call it here if you make a certain amount of money right you have the fucking world at your fingertips man for low low costs i'm not talking about yes. people who are below the poverty line i'm talking about you and me there's pr- yes. we have pretty much everything that we want at our fucking fingertips man and to be honest with you, uh, I get a little apathetic about it sometimes. I get very cynical. I get very, you know, and it's, be- yeah. do you think it's because it's so fucking easy now? I think so. Yeah. I, I like, I don't know what it is to be honest with you. It's just that like increasingly now I talk to people yep. and they are, they're exactly what you described. It's they're just like apathetic. So, uh, they're disappointed. They're unhappy, like fundamentally unhappy. They're, there, I, I just can't deal with it. It's, it's I, I don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about that than climate change, to be honest with you, because it just seems like, it seems like we're changing. Well, that, that's what For I wonder worst. is, is if For the worst, I mean, is if rather than than flipping the the financial system, mm-hmm. is whether we should be focusing on other areas with our financial system. You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. Like, um, uh. I don't want to go into healthcare because like the privatization of healthcare in Canada, like I I don't think that I'm for that. What about supplementing it? I don't know. I, like, I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, but is you there. know what? The thing is but, most, most people don't realize like there are many aspects of the Canadian healthcare yeah. system that are private. No, I know. Yeah. I know that. I'm just saying I, I, that's not what I was thinking of. Maybe just thinking of putting our money better places than what we're currently doing. Because, man, to be honest with you, I look at this phone and I'm like, you know, this this is a blip in time, right? Yeah. In 100 years, this shit isn't going to be around. Well, the, be- the best part about all this stuff, okay, yeah. just to bring it a little full circle, is that yeah. there were specific instances in the media this weekend, people calling out capitalists, people okay. like Jeff Bezos, mm-hmm. who just recently, uh, he lives in the New York area. Like, Were they so. calling them out on their iPhones? No, they were calling them out for, uh, you know, taking things On social like, media? Well, then in, in the media, just in the regular media. Okay. So I was watching Real Time with Bill Maher, which I... Or which I was, was being filmed with cameras and... Yeah. But, okay. but, but, but Bill Maher was going, fuck Jeff Bezos pretty well. And mm-hmm. like his panel was going like, the guy got this tax abatement from the city of New York. They incentivized him to come and put Amazon HQ2 in Queens and another yep. one in Virginia. And they're going... Amazon doesn't even pay a living wage and blah, 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 blah. Jeff Bezos is a predatory capitalist. Okay. But yet he owns a super liberal newspaper in the Washington Post. That's always like 
that's very liberal and progressive in its views, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Mark Zuckerberg is another perfect example. Of yeah, somebody okay, sorry who, I interrupted you there. Go ahead. Yeah, well, Mark Zuckerberg is another example of somebody who's like, oh, he's really liberal and progressive and Facebook's for the good of the world and this, this, and the other thing. Yet there's all these fucking studies that are saying, It's oh, ruining yeah, us. <laughs> it's, it, it, it attacks the same receptor, neural mm-hmm. receptor in your brain, when you gamble. Mm-hmm. And you you become addicted to this platform, yeah. and it's actually fucking people up. It's like it's, it's leading to record rates of anxiety and depression in children, and like and he's all like nothing to see here, everything's fine, and the whole fucking world's burning around him. You yeah. know what I mean? So and then they were just recently implicated him and Sheryl Sandberg uh, in in that New York Times piece that was like pretty explosive. I don't know if you heard about this or, mm-hmm. or not, but they knew about the Russian inter like the Russian social media interference yeah. on their platform way before they actually said that they did. Yeah. And that they had actually hired a firm to plant Facebook-friendly stories in the media to detract from all this criticism they were getting. So there was some insidious shit that they were fucking doing that they weren't being forthcoming about, that they weren't being honest about. And Sheryl Sandberg got kind of really thrown under the bus with this. And Mark Zuckerberg was kind of having to answer to the media a bit. And there was some chatter about him having to step down as chair of Facebook and like... Dude, I'm, all I'm saying is that a lot of these like but, super progressive liberal organizations and companies seem to have this like agenda, and they and they are in fact capitalists too. Like, look, look at this. Like maybe Facebook needs to be regulated. Mark Zuckerberg himself said, "I maybe it does need to be regulated. Yeah. I don't know. You yeah. know, yeah. And I just I, yeah, maybe this is this is my naivete, but." It's the funniest I, word in the world, but anyway. I know. But I, I, I tend My to look... My naivete. I tend to try to look at, you know, beyond the policies, like the, the people, like the individuals, you know? Right. Okay. But when I hear about stuff like that, it's really difficult. You know It is I mean? very difficult. It's very, Absolutely. very difficult to look at the individuals involved and be totally. like, you know, okay, this... <laughs> It's tough, you know. What do you do here? But I guess, I guess, w- what I'm interested now in is, and you know me, I'm a, I'm an open minded dude, right? Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not like this is the way it's got to be. Have I ever told you the way it's Never. supposed to be or Never. this and that? I just think that like, I'm, I, I, I'm not saying like, well, what's your fucking idea then? <laughs> I'm actually interested in like, if you think, what's that, your fucking idea, man? You know what I mean? I, I, I'm actually interested in hearing about what the alternative is. That I guess I'm at that point now because you know, you you could yeah. hear a thousand arguments either way about capitalism, yeah. about any you know financial system, about every, any governmental system. Yeah. And so if the complaint right now is against capitalism, like I, I'm not smart enough to come up with a fucking alternative. What do you think the, the well, uh, that's just it, right? It's like, you know? it's like, it's like, listen, it's got flaws, but it's generally the thing that works the best, yeah. you know, provided it's regulated. There's common sense uh, policy. There are, there are moderate positions on things like that, but listen, I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer to all these yeah. questions. All I know is that the world's pretty good right now. And what the fuck you have a house. You're able yeah, to live. Would you say that you're thriving? Yes. Okay. So life's amazing. You know, I I I uh, grew up in suburbia. I you did. Uh, attended high school. I didn't attend any post secondary education. Um, I started working right after high school. Um, working retail. Yeah, retail, um, which a lot of people do. Yeah, I worked retail um, too. And. I'm like, I have nothing to complain about now, you know, really, really, man. Like I've seen, 
you know what what real fucking poverty looks like man i i, I know have you nothing have. to fucking complain about you i know? think you've landed on your feet todd so if it's capitalism that's allowed me to do that in a democratic society then there must be something good there right i think so but if 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 I did that through hurting other people unbeknownst to me or like you know what I mean? I do think about that shit, you know? Yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to this. All I, I know is we gotta live in the here and now, like like Quagon Jin used to say. <laughs> be, be mindful be of mindful. living force. <laughs> you goddamn assholes. Midi chlorines. <laughs> Oh man, we we get into some uh, some heavy that was like shit some heavy shit we just talked yeah. about. But it, it's true, man. It's a good time to think about it. I think right because because uh, we've talked about this a million times. But because the world's uh, very polar, and, and I don't is that it's even super fair? polarized right? But now. is the world polarized right now, Chris? I, I think I think what's going on or is right it now, Western society? That's no, polarized? the world the world. Well, a lot of the developed countries are polarized, but I think uh, you know, like it's. Things are moving in this populist direction. It's, it's, you know. But why? I just think that there's, I think that there's a lot of, there's a little bit of, of pushback to global, like not a little bit. There's a major pushback to globalization because globalization has, has consequences, has implications for people. Okay. Know? Like, like, like listen, what, like what though? Well, like, like, like you know, dude, my brother-in-law was just got back from Ottumwa, Iowa, okay. uh, where he's from. Mm-hmm. We were talking at dinner tonight and he was like, it's like, yeah, man, if, Tumwa, Iowa is like 25,000 people. Mm-hmm. And for the people who stay there, their career aspirations are things like, I'm going to work at the electrical company mm-hmm. or I'm going to be the manager of Pizza Hut. Like, yeah. that's what they do. Yeah. Okay. Like, very small town. Like, tonight, we just learned that Oshawa is losing General Motors. Like, General Motors is is what? leaving Oshawa. Yeah. Massive. Are you for real? I'm not joking. It was, it was just on the news tonight before I came over. So if you are listening from outside Canada, Oshawa basically is GM. And yes. like there's a, there's a massive, massive plant there. So if that leaves, what happens? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a huge um, loss, economic loss to that city. You know, GM closing all operations in Oshawa, Ontario. That is crazy. Yeah, that's like a lot of jobs. Yeah. You know, and like this is the kind of shit that happens. It's like people who become... Um, in these small areas and these small municipalities and towns and villages and things like that, they, they're these small active economies. And when you remove the heart of that economy, mm-hmm. you know, what do people fucking do? They get pissed off. They're like, what the fuck? Where did that job go? Yeah. Oh, that job went to Mexico because like wages are lower, you know? So like, and I, I just find what's happening is like, there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect between what politicians say to people. And what they do, you know. So I don't know, man. This is so, one of those tricky things. So is it a situation where, uh, like, they're they're thinking that the jobs went to people that immigrated to their country? Like, is that? I don't know. All I know is that, like, if people see things changing yeah. really fast and they're yeah. affected monetarily by those, that's things, terrifying. They start getting pissed off. They yeah. start feeling like they're getting gypped. Okay, you know, and. I don't know, man. I just I think there's a lot of shit going on in the world these days, and like the the version it, of things it, that it, Facebook gives you. What is, is different. the? But that's what I mean. What is the actual story? Why is populism on the rise? Because populism is is protectionist. It's all about the country you were born in. It's okay. all about the culture that you're from. Okay. And protecting it, and preserving it, and preserving people's opportunities. And you know, it's it's tricky. It's really okay. tricky. Like. 
you know, it's you uh, and I, you and I've, I've also talked about this a lot, right? And it's kind of like a situation where you know I'm in a bit of a weird spot. Why? Well, because you know, I my father's parents were immigrants from Japan, mm-hmm. um, and they came here, and they you know they were f- farmers, and right. eventually they bought a house in Surrey, BC, and they right. contributed and paid taxes. And so your grandfather was a farmer. Yeah, like they came from Japan, and uh, he started out farming and he uh, logging, etc., on mm-hmm. the west coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, made a living for himself right. and contributed, paid taxes, did everything. Yeah, it's wild. Here. Same thing, you know. And and so for me, I'm kind of like, you know, if and they did actually, you know, sort of shut their borders during wartime, and uh, I guess. For me, it's kind of like I see the benefit, you know, personally of allowing other cultures, allowing other people to mm-hmm. come in. So, to our country. So I think, but I think it's important. Immigration yeah, is important. very important. It's very important. But do you like? Let me ask you a question. Do you yeah. think that legal immigration is important? Yeah. Well, then. but I also see, like, I always try to think. Uh, empathetically with people you know Mm -hmm. so i imagine if i was in a war-torn country where it was like hey if i turn that way i'm gonna get massacred right and the only way that i have to go is a place where people may not welcome me but i won't get slaughtered i i think that's a really shitty place to be in so I, i always tend to side on the the you know, try to think about what people are going through, man. And if you can help, uh, and you know, we're in a pretty good position to help people, then you should, <laughs> shouldn't yeah, you, you? You know, what's funny is like, but shouldn't you? Well, I think that there's a moral obligation to I, help somebody. But let me, let me also say that I think that, that, you know, if that people should be vetted, like, I, th- I don't think it should just be like, it's tricky, man. This is a tricky one because yeah. like, I think there is a moral obligation to some, to help somebody if you can yeah, help them. Right? If you can help them, yeah. But like, this is something that we were talking about recently. Like, yeah. you know, like, okay, well, define help. Yeah. You know, should you like help somebody indefinitely? Do you help somebody with the expectation that they'll, you know, it's that whole adage in the Bible, right, that they say, which is like, you know, uh, give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. Yeah. Give Teach him, a man to fish, yeah. he'll never go hungry. Yeah. You know. Um. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to this. All I know is that the world is changing right now. Yeah, yeah. And it's and there's a big question mark about whether it's for the better or for the worse. A lot of people think it's for the worse, but what's happening right now, undeniably, is mostly because of Trump. I think, but like, looks because he informs the American landscape to such a degree as the president. But I think that uh, people are freaking the fuck out right now over a lot of stuff. Yeah. I think I don't like Donald Trump at all. I think he's he's a very poor leader, mm-hmm. but he's also the president right yeah. so like and also i don't have a dog in that race you know yeah. so i don't know man i don't know what's going on i don't know what's going on i'm watching i'm i'm, I'm watching like uh so like the living tribunal <laughs> the living tribunal wow <laughs> like the watcher on the moon you're so fucking the living tribunal oh it's not an arrogant statement at all <laughs> i don't know what to tell you that kind of segues into another story from this week which was sure. the missionary that went to that island Okay, that so, guy was a dipshit. Okay, what was sorry, he sorry for saying that, but why the fuck would you go to a remote island where you know that there's like a a, a, a tribe that has not seen the rest of humanity? Yeah, like yeah. that's. Have you ever seen fucking 
What's what's that movie, man? The fucking D- Denis Villeneuve movie. Which one? You know, Black Robe. You ever seen Black Robe? Oh yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. You ever seen fucking like those missionaries, man, would get killed? Yeah. So he went. Hope it was worth it. But I think he went more than once, didn't he? I'm, I'm not. I'm not too. Familiar I don't know, with but story. all I know is that that guy was not smart. And so now they're talking about how to recover him, like. Uh, that's that's a crazy story. What are story, they going to do? Man. They're going to have to fucking send a Ross Perot commando team in there. <laughs> fucking retrieve Ross the body? Perot. <laughs> that's insane. Do a Ross Perot impression. I feel like you could do... Hi, I'm Ross Perot. Hey, <laughs> I'm Ross Perot. I sent a commando team in to rescue some people <laughs> in Kosovo. And we got them, we brought them back to Houston, Texas. Now I'm running for president. <laughs> I got more money than I know what to do with, and I'm 100 years old. <laughs> I, feel, I, I don't know how I knew you could do Ross Perot. I haven't actually done my Ross Perot pre- impression in a long time. Right. I, for, I just knew. I don't even think you've my ever Ross done Pro. it. Ross hey. <laughs> my gentleman to the left doesn't know anything uh, about public policy. In what, okay, in yeah. what scenario? Okay. Yeah. Just say you had a boat. Yeah. Boat sinking. Yeah. You have open ocean. Yeah. Or that island. What are you doing? I'll go sink and drown. <laughs> no thanks. I don't want to be strung up on a fucking spit. Okay skinned alive oh. like dude no thanks no no thanks like like that my i was watching excerpts from the movie a quiet place and i've come to the conclusion one of the like the worst way to die is to be consumed alive by consumed something. alive yeah or like to that's got to be the worst or to be like a second rung on the food chain like Grizz- you know grizzly I mean? man you ever see that yeah like that guy fuck that guy you know like he wants to go hang out in the woods yeah with a bunch of grizzly bears singing was... and whispering to them and shit like that are you that surprised when one of them's like fuck you you're my lunch and then violently kills him yeah like I know if I did that shit in the moment of my death, I'd be like, this is the stupidest idea I've ever had. Now it's all going to be over. <laughs> I've heard stories of people who, you know, will go camping in, you know, polar bear territory. Like there's places you can go. I don't go. feel sorry for you. Yeah. Like there's places you can go hiking. Right. And yeah. it's, you need a guide with you, like an yeah. armed guard with yeah. you. Would you yeah. do that ever? No. No. Okay. No, I would not go to the Himalayas. I would not climb Mount Everest. No, I'm just talking about like the Northern areas of Canada. I no, think it would man. be phenomenal to see that. I saw the that. gray with Liam Neeson. No, sh- no fucking thanks. <laughs> I didn't think it happened. No. <laughs> so there's this place that Gus and I saw. It's, I wish Gus called, was here. We talk about space or some shit. Anyway. He's like, it's called Mount Thor. So it's way, way the hell yeah, up Yeah, it sounds there, right? awful. And, uh, Mount Thor. Who wants to go to Mount man, Thor? Man, look at it. It's friggin' incredible. You can go there. Well, that's the thing is it's like you, if you go there. Just watch out for fucking polar bears, man. man. So I'm like, I'm not trained. What the fuck is this place? Look at it. This it's is amazing. where they filmed Krull. Like, yeah. honestly. <laughs> it's amazing. Look. It looks like where, like, I'm half expecting Red Sonia and Conan to be, like, <laughs> marching Sonya. through, like, this forest on their fucking horses, man. Red Sonia. Oh, oh my God. You know Bridget Nielsen had twins at 55? Did she? Dude, this is Mount Thor. This is a real place. That's a real place. This looks like it's on a it's on, it's on it's, I think Pandora. It's on, it's on Baffin Island, I think. Baffin Island. But doesn't it look amazing? It, no. If you could chopper in there, Chris, would you go to no. see that? You wouldn't even go see it in fucking chopper. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. This is fucking crazy. Like it's this amazing. looks like it's a mountain on another planet. It's amazing. Hey, whatever. It's your, it's your life. Yeah. So like do your thing. I, I just think that you know there, there's a lot of things that I want to see in the world, and there might be polar bears or sharks or all of that stuff. Yeah. You know. I'd feel bad. Like I'd never want to put, because that's what you got to understand, right? Is if you're going to go walking around these places, 
you're also putting the animals in danger, right? Because if one of them like decides that you're lunch and you start shooting at it, like that's that's bullshit, you know? There's that sucks, right? Yes. Because you just went there to look at Mount Thor, and now a fucking polar bear is dead. Like, yeah, you know? I know that's so stupid. that sucks. That's yeah. that sucks, but that's why you, whenever you go camping and you see all these signs about like like the bear practices you got to follow that shit man you got to make sure that you do what you can to keep the bears out of human population you got to not you know? fuck with the bears that's what you got to just don't fucking do that shit <laughs> yeah. and you know what the people who do fuck with the bears are yeah. those fucking animal loving motherfuckers like the, the PETA people like they're just like we got to we got to get involved in nature no you don't you need to fucking separate yourselves from lions and wildebeest and fucking those rainbow-faced ass baboons and shit like that. They'll chew your face off. They will chew your They'll face off. They'll kill you. Yeah. The one Don't the, deny it. The people that I I can totally understand and I'm fully behind, man, like these are some brave motherfuckers, man. Are the people that are like out there protecting the last fucking rhinos from poachers, man. That shit drives me crazy. Yeah. Does that anger you? Yes, it angers me. Like th that shit is crazy, man. Leave the rhinos alone. Leave the rhinos alone. Leave the fucking whales alone. Yeah. Just leave the fucking shit alone. Like it, even leave the sharks alone. Like I I've never had alone. shark fin soup, but it sounds gross. Yeah. Like don't eat that shit. Yeah. Leave the sharks alone. Leave all that shit alone. Leave the dolphins. Let the ocean, you know. Man, Leave the cows. Hamburgers are delicious. I'm going to drop a huge, like, sad fact on you, and you, I'm sure you, you're aware of it, but did you know that there is a Texas-sized garbage pile in the <laughs> Pacific Ocean? Yes, I did. You did know that? Yes, I did know that. So it's all, like, plastic particulates that are floating around. Yes. It's the size of Texas in Correct. the northern Pacific. You're aware of this? Correct. So that, to me, is like, hey, that might be a good place to start, man. It's out in the Pacific Ocean. I let's don't know why fix, they're not. Let's fix that shit, man. Let's, let's maybe figure out some shit there because it's not like it's uh, it's not politicized right now. Right? Or here's here's something not to yeah. cut you off. Yeah, it goes back to my earlier point. Why don't we fucking make a good thing out of a bad thing? Okay, grab that fucking Texas-sized landmass of plastic and straws. Yeah. and make a new island out of it and call it what? And call it Atlantis. <laughs> well what are you gonna do develop it yeah like put like, maybe they could put eugene melnick and john ruddy on that shit and we could build a fucking sense <laughs> arena there atlantis in the pacific no it's, anyway it just always reminds it goes back to the simpsons again remember when when mr burns made like little lisa slurry oh yeah it was all like the pop oh cans and he'd use that to dredge them. <laughs> i'm just saying i'm just saying you know, I think I think that that's what they they should do. So you know, I think on that note, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bring this full circle because that was a pretty fucking sad podcast. That man. was like a very political podcast. I know, I know. And, and but really, about, really, I maintained my non-political stance. Not man. at all. You didn't. I'm at like all. kind of like a human. I I kind of I, you're like an objective, politically objective person. I wanna, I wanna, I want. Yeah, okay. People would definitely call me a sheep. A and sheep? They, yeah, they would call me a sheep. They would call me, you know, a tree hugger. They would call me all this shit, but none of that's true, man. I just want to hear people out. I want to, I want to hear what people have to say, you know? Hey, man, just fucking go with it. Bro. Why can't we all just be friends? Let's get along, motherfuckers. I just want to be friends. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Love you, everybody. We'll see you next week. And thanks for listening. We now love you. Thank you so much. A different behavior. Exempt. <laughs> <laughs>